Um, I want to speak on healing today because mainly because Sashka is not too good. <laughs> but it's not just Sashka. Sickness and disease season. I've got um, Joanna was hit yesterday. Um, Vicar, another lady from our church, is not very well. And um, one of the things we need to do is we need to build faith in our congregations for healing. Now faith begins where the will of God is known. The will of God is the word of God. And so why do, so I will now preach for I don't know 30 minutes on healing. Everything you everything you have I will say you will have heard before in one way or another. So why am I doing? I'm doing it to build our faith up. And so that was and to re-establish God's will. So when we exercise faith for Sashka in a minute, we're not, we're not just going to be a hoping and a praying. We're going to be really be believing. And we know that if you have faith and you speak, the mountain will be removed. The problem is, you see, if you have, I find that some of the sickest people are the most religious people. The folks that are relatively new Christians and haven't, and haven't had extensive teaching from the book of Job and why God wants you to be sick and enjoy it and how sickness is really a blessing in disguise Sadly, sadly, these people have almost been ruined when it comes to their faith. They've been, they've been taught this garbage for such a long time that when it comes to having to really believe God for something there's no resistance in them there's no fight in them and they open the door and they come on and sit with some disease how long are you here for this time? you know what I'm trying to do is read us our rights as Christians. You know, we're beginning to learn, some, sometimes we're beginning to learn our human rights. People can't just walk into your house and start slapping you around. 
Както човек не може да влезе у вас и да почне да те налага за нещо. Нямат право да влизат у вас непознати хора без вашето разрешение и затова имаш право да извикаш полицията, ако стане така. Ако дискриминират, защото или защото шегане е нигериец, примерно и го дискриминират, вешките права ти дават право да се съпротивиш на това нещо, да кажеш не може да се държиш така. In my country, in England, you can create all sorts of trouble if people discriminate against you. But it comes from someone knowing what belongs to them. And say, hang on, hang on, hang on, when will have this? You're not treating me like that. And a resistance comes to that. And of course, when the when the Bible says when we resist the devil, he'll flee. And of course, when the Bible says when we resist the devil, he'll flee. And of course, when the Bible says с болестите и с болките и тези неща, още в началото трябва да се спрат, още като да заболи, веднага трябва да го спреш. Аз казва тази сутрин, като се събудих, езика ми мина в устата покрай една мънинка, автичка започва да става в устата. И аз веднага и говорих и заповядах да се маха от устата. Even if it was nothing, I still spoke to it. И дори да не се притеснявам, дори да не е било авто и да няма нищо, нали? Аз пак за всеки случай му говоря. Някога чакаме, 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 докато проблема стане толкова сериозен и голям, че много трябва да се за... нали да... It's like your car. If you break, if there's a little noise in your car, you you start thinking, what is it? What is it? Нещо вземе до трака в колата, ако го оправиш веднага, няма да стане голям проблем. Но ако го оставиш дълго време, може да се счупи цялата. You don't wait until the whole neighborhood can hear you start your car because it's such a bad condition. Не се оставя колата до такава степен, че сега целия такова да те чуи сутрин, като си запалваш колата, толкова да е раздрънкана. Jesus died on the cross. Исус умря на кръста. To make us children of God. And children of God go to heaven when they die. But we go to heaven when we die. And really when most of the folks in the church are saved, because virtually everyone in the church is saved, or they're already Christians, We don't need to be preaching on salvation all the time. И понеже в църквата всички са спасени почти, като проповядваме, няма нужда да проповядваме непрекъснато спасение. So let's go on to the next two things that Jesus died for on the cross. Така че нека да споделим другите две неща, преминаваме към другите неща, заради които се осумряваме. Едно от нещата, за които той даде жертва себе си е болестите и бедностите си. И много се радвам, че като бях във вторник в Столипеново, Шеган проповядваше за просперитет, за благоспяване, Божия благоспяване. И 
And he was talking about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And I believe that the curse of poverty and failure is, is, gonna, is lifted off us. And little by little God will lead us into abundant prosperity. And sometimes you, you, you preach that and you, you can actually feel people put the brakes on you. You know, last night I was preaching in the, in the, in the central church and I was trying to get people to think a bit a little bit bigger than their little apartments that they live in. You, know, you don't have if you if you want to live in a house, believe God for a house. Many people have got this apartment mentality. I was born in an apartment. I will raise my kids in an apartment. And we'll all die in this same time. That is not the gospel. If you want to live in an apartment, great. But you don't have to. My life doesn't have to be the same as my parents' life. It can be a thousand times bigger. The only thing that's stopping me is why I And that's what the day Jesus died for is to break off these chains of our minds. And um, here, in, here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, it says this. This is the gospel, guys. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. It says this. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, because God lives big, God, God lives large. There's no running sewers in heaven. It's not a dump in heaven. And yet Jesus took, laid aside all of that splendor and he became poor. And he experienced what it's like to live in this dump that we live in. And then it says, and it says, yeah, for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. So when Jesus hung on a cross, he took the curse of poverty on him. Because it is written, cursed is everybody who hangs on a tree. 
проклете всеки, който виси на дърво. So that we might have prosperity. Така че ние да приемем просперитет, благоуспяване. I'm not talking to being an opulent, disgusting rich person like some, you know, Chalgastar. Yesterday you mentioned Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, I, I, I'm not talking about the vulgarity of just being rich and just, just showing it off to everyone. Because we think rich and we think of child And they're walking around going, I'm rich, I'm beautiful, I'm rich, I'm beautiful, I'm rich, I'm beautiful. That's not what we're talking about. Mainly when I would use the word prosperity, I'm talking about success. God tells me to do something, I do it and it works. Amen. Правим нещо и то успява. God tells me to do something else and I do it and it works. Казва да правим нещо друго и то успява. And then another ten things work. И още десет неща да ми кажа всички неща успяват. And before I know it, I'm in a completely different place than I was born in. Когато се усетя, аз съм пораснал на съвсем друго място, съм се преместил от това, което съм произлязал. Well, the curse is, а какво е проклятието? Is I think of a bright idea. Аз си измисля някаква идея. I go and do it. It's a disaster. I do about nine or ten other things in my life and they're disasters. Finally I go and sit back down again and either say, oh this is God's will for my life or I reach for a bottle of rakia and hope to die soon. That is the curse. When you were young you tried a few things, you failed and now you're depressed and you've given up. The blessing, the prosperity is my God loves me He gives me an idea. I do that idea. And it's successful. He brings him glory. I get another four ideas. And they're successful. And before it, before long, I'm beginning to look like Abraham. And I own half of the Makalai. And that's one of that's our mentality. That's on prosperity. That's what Jesus died for. But let's go back to healing. Exodus chapter um, 15 verse 26. And um, I'll read it and then I'm going to... It says, if you... Listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and you do what is right in His eyes. If you pay attention to His commands and keep all of His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases that brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that heals you. Now there, healing was dependent on them obeying certain commands and listening to God's voice. They had a shed load of things to obey in the Old Testament. 
one of the things that we what we have under the New Testament because we're under a new covenant is that we have to walk in love my commandment and your commandment isn't, isn't sacrificing sheep and goats and doing this and that my commandment Simon's commandment Marussia's commandment Sashko's commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength and love your neighbour as yourself we have to tell our people they have to walk in love because you, you'll get sick again as quickly as you get healed if you don't walk in love so Adam and Eve sinned and the, the, the disease hit them in the, the disease came into this world and yet God immediately said look I, I, my will is for you to be healed you know so often we put up with stuff that is not God's will we start saying things start going wrong with our body and we say well I'm not as I'm not as young as I used to be my Bible says that he renews my youth like the eagles there was characters in the Bible who were 80 years old and say I'm just a man I'm just as much man now as I was when I was when I was and we need to be careful that we don't just don't get involved in the world and saying, oh, I'm, just, you know, I'm going down the hill, I'm getting old. Bits are going to start falling off me now. If I live to 120, if I live to 120, I'll be getting out of the bed and confessing my I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. My Bible says that the weak say I am strong. And you've got to speak it out of your mouth. You know, I've, um, I sometimes have got Milena so you're not talking to her. I can see she's suffering. I open your mouth and start talking to her. That's, that shows me you've got some faith. Because faith speaks. Unbelief just groans and complains. So we've got to be speaking to these things. Um, I, I talked about putting up with stuff. Religion will tell you just put up with everything. It won't be long and Jesus is coming back again. Uh, and it'll be great and it'll be wonderful in heaven. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great in heaven. But we ain't in heaven yet. And while we're down on this earth, Jesus prayed 
that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus insisted when he was on this earth to have heaven on this earth. So when he came up with six when he came up to six sick people, he said, Hey, I have some heaven. And, and when he came up against people who had no money, he said, here, have some heaven. And so down here on this earth, though this earth is completely imperfect, I'm always calling for the perfection of heaven to be coming into my circumstances. So I'm calling health into my body. I'm calling finances to come into my home. Because that's what His will is and that's what He is in heaven. God is not sitting on the throne with a bad condition. God is not worrying about where the next meal is going to come for the angels. And all the everything that went on with Jesus coming to this earth and dying on the cross was to get rid of our sins and to get rid of the curse. <coughs> So that our faith would work. And we may, we may bring into this life the manifestation of heaven. And that's why people are going to want to become Christians. Because when I'm manifesting heaven in my life, everybody wants to know what I'm doing. So I'm manifesting love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, justice. I'm manifesting health. I'm manifesting abundance. And not just the meanness of keeping all the money for me and my four and no more. But having an abundance for every good work. The Bible talks about how the people in the old covenant, the, 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 the righteous rich, would distribute their, their, their goods to the poor. Job had a reputation of feeding the poor and clothing the widows. So let's back to healing. Isaiah 53 talks about how Jesus died on the cross. And uh, it says in... Um, Isaiah 53, verse, um, what it says is, it goes this, uh, Surely he took up our infirmities. Verse 4. And carried our sorrows. Yeah, yeah we considered him stricken and smitten by God. Smitten by God and afflicted. He was afflicted by God. God afflicted him with the curse. 
And he died on the cross sick and poor. But then in verse 5 he said he was pierced for our transgressions. He, he was crushed for our iniquities. He says the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. Amen. In God's eyes, when Amen. Jesus died on that cross, he took my sickness and disease. So I can take his healing. In his eyes, we are healed. The price has been paid for our sickness and disease. So, so what are we waiting for? Throw off the sickness and disease. Resist the devil. Drive it out of our homes. Drive it out of our minds. Matthew 8.17 says this. Uh, and, you know, it amazes me. I'm going to have another crack at religion because I just love doing my best just to kick, kick it as often as I can. How can we have a gospel that... How can all the stories about Jesus be that Jesus healed everyone? Everywhere we How can we develop doctrines that God doesn't want to help people? It makes your mind, you can't even think, so how could that possibly be? And Jesus healed them all. He never said to anyone, hey, you're just too bad, I'm sorry I can't heal you. He never said, I know what you were doing last night and I can't heal you either. He never said to anyone, God's teaching you something through this disease and you better go and learn your lesson. The Bible says, Jesus healed them all. And that they, 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 the disciples would say, hey, Jesus, show us the Father. And he said, hey, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You don't want to know what God is like, you want to know what Jehovah is like. Hey, I am him. I, everything I do is what he does. The reason I'm doing these things is because I've seen him doing them. And I pray and I say, God, what are we doing today? And God is saying, go out and heal the sick. And so God's will is always here. A thousand percent. When anybody says to you, God is teaching me something through this, 
Ако някой някога ти каже, Бог му учи на нещо чрез тази болест, това е като едно светотатство. И е много, много грешно. И хората, които казват такива неща, са невежи. Но благовестието е, това, че Божията воля никога не е ние. And it's never God's will for us to suffer Of course, we all start on a journey. And I'm not condemning anyone for having problems in their bodies. I've got problems in my own body. И на никой, никой не искам да се чувства а, а, зле, че има болест или че има проблем в тялото или че не живее в а, пълно богатство. Също имам неща в тялото си, казвам. Но проблем, но, но, но това е, че ние се учиме как да излизаме от тези проблеми. Because religion just says, hey, you got a house full of, you got a house full of, uh, you got a house full of problems. Защото религиозността учи хората, имаш си ги тези проблеми. All of those problems are God's will and they're going to teach you something. Проблеми са от Бога, за да научи на търпение или на нещо. And you're going to live with those problems for the day you die. И докато умреш, ще ги имаш тези проблеми. What I am teaching people, What I believe that God, the Bible is teaching people, is if you speak to a mountain and tell it to be removed, it will get up and move. Ти на планината и кажеш премести се и се хвърлят морето, тя ще се премести и ще се хвърли в морето. That's why I'm encouraging everybody to speak to the mountains. Затова насърчавам всеки един човек да говорят на планината, която е застанала пред тях. That's why I want churches full of people who are talking to mountains. Затова искам църквите ни да са напълна с хора, които застават срещу защото ако твоята планина не чуе гласът и ще си остане цял живот при тебе. Затова трябва да им говорим. Матио 8.17 и когато дойде Исус в къщата на Петър, видя, че тръстата му лежи болна от треска. И допря се до ръката й, и треската я остави, и тя стана да му прислужваше. В Лука се казва, че той смъмра треската. Не можеш да смъмреш без да кажеш нещо. Когато Милена ми се скара, че карам лошо, толкова силно натиснах спирачката, че му спирачката мейкъп нойф. Милена бе делала айлешите с този нойф, и аз първаме брейк на това, аз първаме, че първаме брейк на това. Вика, помисля, че са на ръга, вика с гримове, че си казваме тренира човека. И тя ми се смъмрала, вика, както смъмреше. Ако не спокоя, не бе не бе не бе не бе не бе смъмрала, нямаше и да забележа, че съм така лоша. И в този случай Исус And then when evening came, many who were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word, and he healed all the sick. 
This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. <coughs> he took all our infirmities and carried all our diseases. <coughs> he took 100% of our infirmities. He took 100% of our diseases. And when we learn to resist these things, and it's not some exciting, you know, it's not just something that just one sermon will do. It's not necessarily something that just one sermon will do. Because I'm not trying to educate your mind. I want you to have it in here in your heart. That's where the, the faith, force of faith comes out of, is your heart. Now, here in, um, in, in, in 1 Peter 2.24, the same is quoted again from the book of Isaiah. Uh, yeah, And it says this. It says... It says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By, by his wounds you have been healed. Jesus purchased, when he died on the cross, he purchased righteousness for our spirit. That means I am in right relationship with God. And when I sin, I run to God and receive forgiveness. But because I'm right with God, I always have a, I have a, I'm, I, I, I have a relationship with him. And uh, yes, my sins will affect my fellowship with God. Just as my um, bad behavior with Milena affects my relationship with Milena, but it doesn't affect our fact that we're married to each other. And we live in the same house with each other. And we drive the same cars together. That's what righteousness is about. But that same sacrifice that brought our righteousness. Purchased healing for us. Now, last, one of the last thing I want to just say is in Mark um, chapter 16. Now, sometimes in Jesus' ministry, virtually all of the healings were instantaneous when he, when he prayed for people. They weren't always there. I mean, there was a guy that he prayed for and he, he had to be prayed for twice because... However, the Bible does say that Jesus carried the Spirit without measure. Because he was without sin, 
and he was absolutely perfect he could channel God's power like no one else could. And, um, there, and, and there had been accounts since that Peter at one time or people, people just were touched by a shadow and they were healed but here it says it's interesting it says here in Mark sorry Mark chapter 16 it talks about uh, let's look at verse 15 yeah, yeah, well, let me read it first. It says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. The good news is God will forgive you. God will heal you. And God will prosper you. He said, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, and whoever doesn't believe will be condemned. When we see that word saved in the Bible, let's just not think saved and go to heaven. As Sashka receives his healing, he'll be saved from the sickness As prosperity comes into your home, Sashka and Rusia and the rest of us, you're saved from the poverty that was there. Oh uh, yeah, we say, hey, well, well, I, well, I will go to heaven. Now I'm a son of God. I'm saved from being condemned to hell with the devil and his angels. And it comes because of my faith. That's why those who believe, those who, by those who, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever doesn't believe will be condemned. And verse 17 is what religion has completely missed. And the devil is always trying to put down verse 17. He doesn't want verse 17 to happen. He wants to say it's passed away. He wants to say they didn't mean this when they wrote the Bible. But here it says in red, these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. That doesn't mean that we're going to necessarily be having manifestations of people riding on the floor and, and you know, like, like in some sort of exorcism. You know, when, when you stop fighting your wife and you start loving her, you've driven out a demon of strife out of your family. It's talking about all the time resisting the devil's uh, attacks on us. Yes, yes, sometimes in extreme circumstances someone will be literally possessed by the devil and we have to do it. <coughs> 
But in my experience, this is a rare event. I mean, we, we had, um, we, when we had the evangelism in uh, Malakanari and Sedanania a couple of years ago, out of all Romy people we were dealing with, several, well over a thousand people we, we were contacted. There were only two, two times we had to cast demons out of people. And so when people say that everyone's got a demon, it's not very scriptural or accurate. And what you end up doing is just scaring people. And let's be honest, you end up worshipping the devil. You give him way too much glory. It says they will speak with new tongues. In verse 17, these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. <coughs> that's, that's speaking in tongues and we believe in that. <coughs> he says they'll pick up snake with their hands and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. That means that if people try and come at us with, with, with you know, if someone tries to poison us, it won't hurt us. And uh, Paul was bitten by a deadly snake at one point and he just shook it off into the fire. He didn't believe that snake was going to kill him. And he just chucked it in the fire and it had no effect on him whatsoever. Now the last part of this is the doctrine of laying on of hands. It says they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And I just want to say here, it says that they, it says they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And, and oftentimes because when hands are laid on us and we don't have an immediate result, Sometimes we get disappointed. And people go, oh, I, I, it didn't happen for me like it happened for someone else. The other day, uh, Plumin, who you know, uh, the elder in our church, worship leader, came into the prayer meeting with a bad leg. <coughs> and I said to him, I don't have faith that when I lay my hand on your leg, you're going to be healed. But I do believe that when I lay hands on the sick, you will recover. And I was expecting plumbing to put his faith with our faith together we were going to resist the devil and this verse was, would have come true in his life they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well does it say that in the Bulgarian Bible? They will get well. They will get well, okay? They will be healed. So, 
What I want us to do now, we're going to pray for Sashka. And we're going to believe God that Sashka's body is going to recover supernaturally quickly. That anything that's, anything that's wrong with him is going to disappear. The perfect will of God is going to show up in his body. And he will be full of strength and health to preach the gospel all this week and for 50 years to come well, for many, many years to come. And uh, so I'm going to lay my hands on Sashko now. And um, we're going to believe. And I'm going to be led as I pray. Hallelujah. Where is it hurting, Sashko? This side here, okay. Okay, right. Okay. Father God, we just be led by your Spirit now to pray for We recognize your will is here. And first of all, I just rebuke anything that might be wrong with this body. Anything that might be attacking these kidneys or anything of these internal organs. I don't use that mighty name of Jesus. Which is above oh, every other name. That as the name of Jesus, every other name needs to bow. And I rebuke anything that's wrong with this body. So name of Jesus. And I curse it. And I tell it to wither. And to die like that fig tree. Be dried up from the roots. And whatever damage is on this body. I speak supernatural recovery. Amen. Thank you that you love Sashka. Oh, Your perfect love drives out fear. And I thank you that Sashka will be strong and healthy. From this moment on. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.